It's Friday, July 21st, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Basega, Uganda. And today we were able to have the second day of our pastor's conference. And brother, I know that this is a dream for you. And even before we got on the podcast, you were just saying that physically you are tired. Uh, it's been a it's been a long couple of days, but spiritually you just feel rejuvenated. Big time. And uh, we're just grateful to get to partner with you and to serve with you. And today we, we had the opportunity to have uh, Pastor James Sutton just talk about suffering. And you could just tell the encouragement of the pastors that were there as they just heard this word on, on suffering. I mean, and everyone definitely listening in. This has been a wonderful, wonderful uh, so far five days, but very rich in nature, very encouraging for me as a person. But to see this encouraging many of my fellow laborers, especially in this one of the hardest communities really to serve from Busega. So to see them, uh, one like I was uh, telling uh, both of you and gaining a good understanding, not to undermine mm. the suffering that goes on every day, mm. but such a, a very well-balanced mm. perspective of suffering mm. that our God uses mm. the amazing struggles and pain we all deal with, and he never puts it to waste, mm. but uses it ultimately for the good of others and for his glory mm. that was very 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 encouraging mm. and i think everyone that could be listening even today people go through different things mm. but to have a clear understanding that god never overlooks our suffering mm. but actually uses it to save and redeem someone else is worth so much or oh, like i think um, i and this today that scripture paul said that the temporal struggle the temporary suffering mm is not compared mm. to the glory it came alive mm. and uh, for me uh, the last seven years i'll be like we've been working together it, 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 to see that all the suffering all the pain mm. that all the choice to to plow into here in Bosega is ultimately resulting to all these mm. 30 plus churches being equipped mm. being grounded to disciple and uh, have this gospel spread is worth all the pain that we've had to go through. Mm-hmm. And that uh, today, that reconciliation of uh, is it being worth it uh, was was the investment uh, of time, of, of, of prayers, of, of intercession, of struggle. Uh, has it been worth it? I would say absolutely. And this week has re redeemed many of those inner deeper questions mm. even me myself i've had god what's going on mm. i i probably don't understand it all but if it is like today seeing 30 plus churches being equipped being encouraged mm. uh, who am i to say that i i have suffered for anything mm. but to say praise the lord that uh, the temporary struggles temporary suffering is yielding this much fruit. It's a big time encouragement. Amen. And I, I loved what what James said, and we're going to get to hear from him in a minute. But 
I loved what he said about how others suffering led to our sanctification, our uh, salvation in the same way that our suffering leads to the salvation and sanctification of others. What a, what a poignant moment yeah. that was. And to see the suffering even that's happened here in Busega, the mm-hmm. sacrifices that you and your family have made and make on a daily basis. But now to see kids at the school praising okay. God yeah. and, and kids that, you know, Mutebi, who was the son of a witch doctor, mm-hmm. Anderson, who's the day we visited him, she said that weekend she was going to desert him because she didn't know how to take care of yeah. him any longer. And, and to see Stephen and, and to see these kids now and to see that they're praising the Lord. I'm telling you. It shows that truly God uses our suffering for his great good. Absolutely. Because when you think about a guy like Anderson, mm. that um, at to think that at age five, six, mm. he had lost the meaning of life. Mm. And to see him fully blossoming now and full of life, mm. knowing the gospel, having a community, mm. being hugged, being loved, mm. who of us would stand up and say, Man, you don't understand what I've had to suffer right. when someone like Anderson can have a life. Amen. Uh, but I mean, I can't. I, mm. I don't even know how to say it. Amen. Yeah. Well, then I, uh, I had the opportunity to teach on leadership. Mm. And then Brother Brad came and delivered a strong message on five biblical truths mm. about the church. And then what I believe was probably the emotional climax of the day and one of the more poignant moments was when our brother James got to come back again and just deliver and remind these brothers and sisters that mm. Christianity was not exported from the West. Absolutely. But that the deep, deep roots, the historical roots, the first churches were here in the continent yeah. of Africa. And yeah. just to, to go through the rich African history uh, that we stand on faith today here in Africa, but also in the United States, we stand on the faith of African brothers and sisters who were some of the first believers, who were some of the first that gathered together as the church. Mm. Uh, and, and that was a poignant moment. And James, I, I just, I'd love to hear from you because, man, I, I know that was special because this is a topic that's deep in your heart anyway as an African-American man, but then to get to deliver that message to brothers and sisters here in Africa, I, I know that was special for you. Can, can you just touch on some of the emotions of going through that? And, and those, those first three points were just really good. Well, it was a tremendous opportunity. I've actually um, had the chance to talk about um, the significance of Africa on Christianity in uh, America before, Mm. but uh, there's absolutely nothing like being and standing on the soil um, where Christianity began to mature and blossom. Mm. There's nothing like looking in the faces of the people uh, who are the descendants of those Mm. first and early Christians. Um, And, you know, I opened up by just sharing three reasons that I was thankful for Africa. The first being that <clears throat> Africa is the cradle of civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, it's, in my view, the richest um, and most uh, you know well-endowed, naturally resourced continent in the world. Um, and abundantly mm-hmm. um, blessed with multiple... Um, gifts and resources here. Um, Second reason I'm thankful for Africa is because I'm black Mm -hmm. and my ancestors were here. Um, 
born here. Uh, so, you know, in a sense, I feel this is as much my home, right. you know, as any uh, Africa. Uh, and the third reason I was really thankful for Africa is because I'm a Christian. Mm. Um, and I don't think we would have Christianity as we know it without Africa, mm. uh, without the hands, the mind, the writing, and the theological mm. prowess and, 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 and drive mm. that came from the brothers um, of this continent. I've had the true privilege of getting to walk with you over the last 18 months at least on a more regular basis and hearing your heart and getting to pray for you and for Marie and for Simone and Stephen and your family and just love you, brother. And I was so touched on that point number two and Mm. the emotion that welled up in you. I know that that was just a special time and I'm grateful that we get to, I get to share that with you. That was a very, very emotional time for me. I didn't know if I'd be able to continue, but, uh, um, it, you know, sharing that message here mm. um, and and being black and having my ancestral roots here, um, that, that brought out a well of emotion yeah. in me. Yeah. Well, then James was able just to just to really talk about those great fathers of the faith, the, the Coptic Christians, the, the work in Alexandria, the, the importance of the Ethiopian eunuch and Cush in the Old Testament and the first Christians. And really, we were talking even afterwards about end times and how Cush and Africa are so important to, to Revelation and what happens in the end. And uh, what just a, just a beautiful message. I, I pray that this message can be taught in our seminaries back home. And I think hopefully it'll shape the way we do our mission to Africa, that we don't see ourselves as taking the gospel, mm-hmm. but we see ourselves as linking arms, mm-hmm. right? And, and one of the important things I think that happened too was those pastors have strengthened our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we're strengthening their faith and mm-hmm. building on their faith and encouraging them. Mm-hmm. And so as brothers, we're, we're uniting. And, and Pastor, you just you kind of closed out that time just with a beautiful reminder to these pastors that, that we aren't building the kingdom of America or Europe or Africa or Asia, but the kingdom of God. Uh, and that's very, very important for anyone listening in to clearly understand mm-hmm. that uh, for any one of us to uh, take, uh, try to personalize what Christ did on that cross at rugged cross at Calvary, mm. and say it is only for Africans or for here we have tribes in Uganda mm. that is either for the Baganda only or Bahutu or Batusi. We are creating mm. another genocide, mm. a massacre to a precious work that Jesus Christ mm. did on that cross at Calvary. This that work is not for Americans. It's not for Africans. That work is is heavenly. Mm. However, the beauty about it is that it it ought to be owned mm. by every tribe, every language, mm. every people group, every ethnicity on planet Earth, mm. and that's the key. Mm. I have to. I, I have I have ownership mm. to what was done at Cal- that rug cross at Calvary as a Muganda man from Uganda mm. in Buganda. The moment I own it, because I freely received it, I must give it to my brother mm. from another mother <laughs> from Birmingham, Alabama. I should give it freely to my brother from New Jersey, from from China, mm. from Mexico. That's what it is. Mm. Freely, each one of us. 
has received it freely we must give it and that's a point mm. and that that really just ties it all back to this podcast and the defender podcast and that we're defending orphans and that's that's kind of the the picture right that god gives us in defending the poor the weak the needy the orphan the widow that we're reaching outside of our bloodlines we're, we're reaching outside of our cultures to help one another and and we're showing as the body of christ that that we are a, a multi-ethnic multi-tribe people that are joined together by the blood of christ and adoption Physically, it's just a picture of that Absolutely. reality, of a bigger reality. It's not the reality, but mm. it's a picture, a snapshot of a greater reality. And and I know that one of the things as we just close today that's upcoming is is if you want to encourage these pastors, if you want to encourage King Jesus Church and mm. the ministry of the Busega School for the Deaf and the Blind, you can sign up to run for one. It's the sixth annual run for one. Uh, you can go to run for one. 5k.org to sign up mm-hmm. and you can run wherever you are no matter if you are in one of the 50 states in the US if you're in Europe or if you're in Africa or Asia or the Middle East or uh, Eastern Europe or Latin America or South America or even if you're a penguin in Antarctica you can run for one wherever you are and so pastors we close just Tell a quick story about one child at the school of the deaf and the blind. Maybe, maybe even Anderson. We've talked about yeah. Anderson and the first time we met him and the life change that you've seen in him. So people can know when they're running on August the 19th, wherever they are, right? Or one of the six big sites mm-hmm. that they can think of Anderson. Uh, I'll use Anderson. Uh, exactly. Like, for example, Anderson, we five years ago, we find Anderson, you know, place where one he definitely can't access education mm. because naturally he's deaf mm. uh, he's coming from a very very impoverished setting that uh, even me i'm from here mm. uh, i'm very familiar with poverty but that was beyond poverty and uh, to see that because of anderson he's uh, loved cared for in school now that's number one something that is impossible and uh, but not only that to see that Anderson as because Anderson has been reached out reached out to loved cared for his own sister Mariam mm. has come to the saving knowledge of Jesus and mm. serving mm-hmm. with us at King Jesus Church. Anderson's mother, one of the sweetest, precious women we have at King Jesus Church, encouraged so many other neighbors in under because of Anderson mm. to come to the saving knowledge of the faith been baptized today uh, because of that situation with Anderson as someone would be for example running for Anderson you're talking about running for not just Anderson but running for a village a village coming to know the gospel because there's a display of love the display of this gospel through this one child that is being loved and cared for at our school at Busega Community School for the Deaf and Blind mm-hmm. mm. Amen Lord willing, as we get together on Monday and close up our time in Uganda, hopefully we'll hear from a church member and a mom of one of these kids and, and just, just be able to hear the true stories of the life change that's happening as we close up this podcast from Uganda. Thanks for listening to Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. To join the Run for One and to advocate for children like Anderson, go to runforone.org.
5k.org. And for more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week as we wrap up from Uganda for the Defender Podcast.